Let's do it. Here we go. I wonder if I meet you in a gun zone, be all like me smacking in the pot glass uh, or anything. They'll let you know. I guess they'll, they'll definitely bitch know. at me and let me know for sure. <laughs> oh, look at this morning. Hopefully, uh, oh, now I feel fine, but like a little bit of like scratchy throat. Oh, yeah. So like chewing gum kind of helps out. So that's the reason why I'm going for oh, I don't think I'm getting sick. Hopefully, knock on wood. Because oh, our whole we were all saying how we well, work in the my flu freaking house. Like Kaylee got the flu for about about two weeks ago, roughly a week and a half ago. She was down and out for about three days, and then as soon as she got kind of better, Carter got sick. She had strep, and then at the same time Cooper got sick, he got RSV, and then pink eye right after that. Mm-hmm. And then Monday, Claire woke up with, or she got home from school. You can tell she wasn't feeling good, but she had like a 103-degree fever. And then 103? 103. Good and then, well, she was like 101, and, we gave, and they got to 103, and we gave her some medicine, and got, went back down. But uh, but then she woke up the next morning perfectly fine. Okay. And she's been good since then. So I'm like, I'm the last guy staying in the household. Really You're going down, sick. baby. So I keep waiting <laughs> on it. And it's every time that you're freaking sitting there. Because when your kids get sick, you know, all they want to do is be held and be yeah. tied out the whole time, you know. And the whole time you're sitting there thinking, like, this is it. Like, I'm getting sick from this. I feel like our immune system has to be just through the roof working here. Oh, people breathing all in your face and sweating like, Breathing all in your face. Your boss, people, like, breathing, like, literally rapidly. Like, there's, I don't know. I mean, you work at a gym, so, like. <laughs> I mean, I feel and like. We it have means, a clean gym. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you're still working around. Compared to somebody who maybe is like in a cubicle, not really dealing with people yeah. all day or whatever it may be, yeah, maybe so. Because, uh, I mean, you're dealing with people. And I'm getting people. people from hospital, we get people from like yeah. construction. And, and it's not like they're like just talking, like they're breathing heavy on, at all points of time. I mean, germs <laughs> going everywhere up in this building, so, uh, so I don't know, we'll see. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'm not, not going down and out. I feel okay, just it's just like more of that scratchy throat feeling more than anything. Yeah. So I will like, say, like, when I, I don't get sick often, but like, if I get a stomach bug or if, like, I get something, it's, like, once or so a year. And it's, Dude, like, I'm down. I'm down for, like, one bug, two days. That was going around a couple weeks ago. That was pretty bad, apparently. Bad. Yeah. Uh, people were getting pretty messed up from that. I don't. I haven't heard anybody the last couple, like, probably a week or two of getting it. But, man, that was bad there for a while. It's just everything's ramping up right now. Uh, and I don't know what it has to do with, like... I feel like it's always right before it gets cold, man. Well, I can... I don't know what the whole, like, when the whole COVID thing happened, like... Because you didn't hear anything about the flu. Yeah. When COVID was going down, you know, and then all of a sudden now flu is just like, yeah, everybody's fucking got the flu. So, I I mean, conspiracy theories. We're releasing them. There's a thousand of them. Rather shawl of our conspiracy theory podcast. I can only imagine where that would go. That's a big breath right there. Kaylee's (laughs) Kaylee's way more conspiracy theorist than I am. Really? She's into it? Oh, I wouldn't, I would say like she's like hardcore, like she's like, she's not a hardcore conspiracy theorist, but she definitely, uh, has I'm usually a little bit more level headed in the way of like I can kind of see it from both sides of the fence, but she's like, no, that's <laughs> she's, definitely going she's on. One way, yeah. yeah, like especially like government wise, like okay. oh man, big time conspiracy theorists when it comes to the government and stuff. There's a few that I've heard that I'm like, it makes you double think it. Like, no you, doubt, you can hear some and you're like, I can see them doing some sketchy shit like that. Well, I mean, you think about it logically, you know, and. I play that both sides of the fence when it comes to like conspiracy theory stuff. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it happen. I'm not saying like, no, there's no way, but um, there's definitely probably some shady shit that goes oh. on behind the closed doors that I cannot imagine. <laughs> what's going on all of that? But, anyways, uh, so moving into our new strength cycle, mm-hmm. and this is usually I also do a podcast on this every, you know, roughly 
seven ish or so weeks. That's usually what we'll usually go through six weeks of actually like training. And then we'll have like the week of like our benchmark week where we kind of test and then we start back that new cycle again. So it kind of cycle lasts about seven weeks ish. So pretty much guaranteed every seven weeks you'll have a new podcast on what the new training cycle is and kind of what it looks like and kind of outlining it and whatnot. Um, and so right now we're kind of wrapping up towards the end of this week with our benchmarks and starting on Monday, the 14th, we'll start our new cycle, which this one's going to be a little bit tougher to kind of get through because also we got a lot of holidays coming up yeah. and whatnot. And people usually have a tendency at this time of the year to, to drop off harder than others. And we probably need to do a, probably a podcast next week, honestly, talking about the holidays because you're about two weeks out now from Thanksgiving. Next week, actually, two weeks today from like Thursday. Huh? I feel like it's already happening. A little bit. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not dramatically, but I can start to see people dwindling. Well, like this time of the year is kind of like a, it's a little bit kind of like summertime where the classes get really weird on like the attendance. Yeah. Like you'll have classes that are normally like slammed, windled out very quickly, and the classes that are consistently kind of like medium to like on lower end attendance get slammed, slammed yeah. right? Because think more people are taking more time off the year this time of the year, they take more vacation time, whatever else. Uh, and so like, especially like Saturdays, like Saturday mornings yeah. are dead right here now. Here right now, like the past like three or four Saturdays. Yeah, but pretty much like from here to the beginning of the year, it'll probably be like that. It, it usually like happens like that every year. Is, unless it's like a holiday workout, it's the only time we'll kind of pick up, but uh, it's like just, just for normal Saturdays, it, it's, it slows down pretty good from, I would say somewhere around like close to October when like football season really is getting, and getting going and then, you know, extra activities like soccer and football and things like that for kids. Yeah. Uh, it usually dies off pretty hard during that time of the year. And then, honestly, this as we kind of move into the more of the holiday season, people are just taking more time off in general from more more stuff. And so, and then start January, boom, Saturdays get slammed all over again. again. Well, I remember, like, I think, what, I don't know if it's this past year or the year before that, and we had, like, three or four Saturdays in a row where I was like, if this continues oh, on, it was like a three, it was like a month period. We yeah. were like, we might have all to January. Two classes. Yeah, right? I was like, if yeah. this continues going on, if we're going to have to run two classes. Yeah. So we every single Saturday was like fifty people. Yeah. It was like a holiday workout. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I don't know if it was this year or this past. The, it was the this year past before. year. Right? Okay, yeah. and uh, I was like, this is crazy. And so we literally almost made it. What an eight o'clock class? We were we were close. We were almost pulled the trigger on it. I was like, well, it's it's the beginning of the year. If it carries through February. We'll definitely have to do it, but obviously, eventually, it it leveled back off again. I mean, we're Saturdays are usually consistently pretty busy, but um, it kind of leveled back off. We had about twenty to thirty per class instead of like close to like forty to fifty. Like once it gets into that forty fifty number, it was like forty eight, forty seven. Like I remember counting. I'm like, oh my. And once you get that many people in class, it it becomes very very hard to run an organized class and like. The equipment has to be very condensed down. Yeah. The workouts have to be very... Yeah, uh, really think about what we're doing. Very methodical on how you structure the workout and things like that. It can't be like a bunch of barbells and a bunch of shit everywhere. With that many people in one room working out at the same time. And so you got to be very methodical on how you structure that workout to make sure it's kind of a, a, a smooth sailing thing. And so obviously you're very limited. You kind of get... Or you get limited on how much you can do. And so to obviously eliminate that, we, we thought about maybe doing two classes there for a little bit of time. But... Uh, We'll kind of play it out again this year and see how it goes. But I can pretty much guarantee you, toward, to the beginning of the year, they're probably pretty dead on Saturdays. And then, like I said, attendance during the week is, it kind of fluctuates off this time of the year where you have, you know, Mondays are usually pretty busy, Tuesday are usually pretty busy, but come Wednesday, you're starting to see attendance kind of fall off a lot. Just people start winning down the motivation a little bit. Um, but 
we'll have to do another podcast on that because I literally had a conversation today with, with Karen about that a little bit to a degree. And I put that post in the members group about, you know, people this time of year can have a tendency to like really just kind of let go of everything, right? In the way of like structure. And it's like, ah, you know, whatever, it's the end of the year, I'm gonna kind of let loose and uh, I'll just take the repercussions and start at the beginning of the year. And it's like, okay, well, you can still make a lot of progress in the next two months. It's just if you limit it to just like the holidays themselves, where it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas, like day after Christmas, uh, you know, New Year's, you kind of limit it to about four or five days in there that you kind of like, hey, those are days I'm just going to kind of like live freely and do whatever I want. And then limit the other days that are just more structured. You can still, like, you really won't regress anything. You'll probably still see a lot of progression during that two month window. I think a lot of times we get in, especially get into December, you know, it's like a Tuesday and you're like, oh, you know, it's two weeks out from Christmas. I'm just going to have a bunch of cereal this morning for breakfast or whatever it may be, right? It's just... A whole box of cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and so it's just one of those things you just kind of give yourself all these different leeways and excuses because it's the holiday season, right? And then uh, you start at the beginning of the year 10, 15 pounds heavier yeah. than what you had originally planned for. You and do some damage in two months. Yeah. And so... Uh, we we'll to do a whole separate podcast. I don't want to go too deep into that, but uh, but anyways, kind of getting back on track is we start the new um, new straight cycle starting this uh, for, through the fourteenth. Uh, that'll kind of carry us to the beginning of the year a little bit to a degree. Um, so we'll kind of go into twenty twenty three into this training cycle, and then uh, probably about mid January because that's about seven weeks roughly. Uh, we'll we'll start that new training cycle probably the, the first or second week beginning in January, and so. Um, Obviously, this one in general is going to be a little tougher for you guys to stick with because obviously with travel and things like that might be a hard time. But we want to kind of give you guys obviously a general rundown of kind of what you can expect from day to day to day and week to week to week as you kind of progress through these next couple of weeks. Um, but before we talk about that, we are making some changes to the extra credits. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. But just because – so we're going to be dropping the compete and dropping the, the fastest – the condition of Fast Alive. And then – so we're condensing it down to strength – core and then we're going to throw in a new one we're going to call it built bulletproofing i threw that idea out yesterday and everybody was very happy about, about that one yeah. because like and like i said i kind of talked to you about it when we were talking about this the other day is you know how many people that he sees in the afternoon actually doing the conditioning or the competing it's yeah. very very few and same thing in the mornings i don't really see a big plethora of people doing those and so uh out of all of I me mean, core is a little bit more popular probably the most popular one probably. Strength is still decently popular, but one thing I thought people could use or want to maybe use is called like the bulletproofing side of things. So like Kel programs the strength and he'll be programming the core stuff. I'll be programming the bulletproofing yep. stuff. And so uh, the bulletproofing thing is kind of like, as you can probably think of as like ideally biggest things like intervention, right? And uh, and we try to program some stuff like that here and there in the warm ups or um, in the strength balance, stuff like that. but we want to kind of take a step further and kind of add like an actual program to that. So it'll be kind of full body centered. Uh, you'll have kind of like Monday, Wednesday and Fridays will be a little bit more lower half intensive. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays will be more upper body intensive in the way of like, uh, the structure of it. Um, so obviously for the knees, the hips, the shoulders, uh, things like that. So, um, it's more, it's not very like fancy exercises. It's very monotonous kind of boring exercises that aren't necessarily like, hard movements um they're not going to necessarily tax you a whole bunch but they'll definitely help out with the intervention side of things it's because we also do a lot of big compound movements with squatting and deadlifting and pulling and things like that 
And in doing so, a lot of times we can kind of neglect those smaller areas like the rotator cuffs or, you know, external rotations, uh, you know, the, the tibialis, the, uh, the VMO of the, of the quad and things like the calves, the Achilles, um, the groin, things of that nature that don't get as much love as they should. And so in doing so, you can overcompensate over a period of time if you let it go long enough. So it's a good opportunity. So maybe you got some nagging or just like some, hey, I'd like to do something, then honestly um, jump on that bandwagon with the new bulletproofing side of the, uh, the extracurricular stuff. So um, that'll start off as well on Monday, um, just, for you, just so you guys know. So we'll be dropping that competing fastest kill. We'll come to down to three. Uh, so kind of jumping into it. So kind of the, the general layout. Uh, so like this past review cycle, we had kind of like cleans on Monday and snatches on Thursday. All we're going to essentially do is kind of flip-flop those two things. So okay. we're going to do snatches on Monday and then uh, cleans on Thursday. Uh, the snatch progressions, even though this is obviously a six-week block, uh, it'll actually technically be all in all a 12-week block. Um, so the first six weeks of this block is going to be very form intensive for the most part. Like you guys probably won't jump out of like the 75 to 80 percentile range in the value of your snatch. It's going to be mainly a lot of complexes as well as some squat snatching in okay. there as well. Now, with that being said, the biggest asterisk of the Swanton program is that squat snatches because that is a very complex movement and that some of you guys don't have the proofs. It's overhead positioning and mobility to get in a good comfortable squat snatch or maybe you're just not interested in that at all. And so instead of doing any type of squat snatching, you'll just stay with the power snatch. Power snatch. Like for instance, like, I think like the first day is like some power snatches and some squat snatching, you'll just do just power snatch straight across. And so uh, so make sure that, and if it's something that you wanna learn, that's fine too. You can also just stay relatively light and focus on getting to the squat snatch and getting comfortable with that movement. And there's been a lot since we've done that. And so, uh, but those first six weeks of the block won't be very heavy it'll be you know a combination of hanging snatch power snatching and squat snatching uh, like i said not building really much out about 75 80 percent now with that kind of being paired up we'll be actually going well kind of like more of like strength balance like the absolute strength we'll be doing like some snatch grip deadlifts and some rdl so kind of can thought yeah can i go back and forth so that's gonna allow you guys and even with the so like i'll say a traditional deadlift compared to like a snatch grip all you're essentially doing is having your grip out to oh, a snatch grip position. Uh, and almost to a degree, I, especially when an RDL, I like it almost a little bit better just because it puts your shoulders in a little bit better position to, to retract back um, and allows you a little bit more range of motion compared to the a regular like RDL. Because um, if you have like a close grip, like a, like like a clean grip. a little bit more in like your hands yeah. and glutes. Yeah, in my opinion. So uh, it'll be a little bit more posterior strength balance work um, we'll also kind of sprinkle in some, we'll still stay with the Nordic curls. I still, I think that's a good movement that I think can progress that much further into the program. So we'll say really the Nordic curls. <laughs> so we'll say with some Nordic curls as well as doing like some banded hamstring stuff. So, so Monday is going to be more your, your snatch with a lot of posterior chain work kind of included into it. Uh, let me see, is there anything else I kind of put my notes there? Um, Kind of with the snatch grip, deadlifts, and RDLs, the rep schemes will stay. Sorry, the you should be choose trying to go with the same weight from week to week because all we're going to simply do during the six week cycle is slowly increasing reps or volume, volume. right? So, like for instance, let's say I do the snatch grip deadlift at one hundred and eighty five pounds, and we're going to do it for five to six reps. 
the next week might be you know six to eight reps so i'm trying to increase that rep count with that same weight so we're essentially adding more volume with those particular weights so that'll obviously help out with strength there um tuesday we're going to move into so we're doing a lot of obviously horizontal pressing with like incline and, and close grip benching things like that we're going to kind of change it up on tuesday we're going to say it's a press but it will go with a push press okay, okay? but we're going to have a three second hold on each rep so that's going to obviously force you guys not be as heavy on the push press and force better positions and more midline engaging and more time retention i've actually had you do a little bit of that, I did that but you also had to do a lower with it too yes so how's that, that going super fun. <laughs> <laughs> but also like the you lower, said the lower in the hole makes it tough yeah for sure and also because in fact you're you're having to be more control of the weight on the weight a little bit more um it slows I know you, it down a little bit it slows a little bit down like also you had your shoulder surgeries and whatnot and you said you had no pain with it and and so uh it's just a way for us to get more time retention and control the weights a little bit more during the strength piece uh the way that'll work is we'll start with a little higher volume. So kind of like the opposite we just talked about. So we'll start with a little bit higher rep ranges. So we'll start with like eight reps. And then from each week, we'll progressively work our way down okay. in the reps. So what that should mean is you should in be increasing your weight right. from week to week, right? So if I go eight reps this week and next week I go six reps, and let's say I finished off at 115 pounds in my push press, then I do the next week I at least want to try to build on top of that and getting heavier. But those three second holds will stay in the program through, all week. Yeah, all week. So you pretty much know that's gonna be a staple inside the push press at all points in time. The only thing that's gonna really change there is the, the lowering reps and increasing the weight from week to week. So pretty simple overall. Um, now when it comes to that with the strength uh, balance, we'll kind of do like an old fashioned like push pull combination. So we'll kind of still stay in the upper body. So one thing we're gonna include is some behind the neck pressing. Uh, now, with the behind that press, that can be a little tough for some of you guys because lack of mobility through the shoulders. Because ideally, you want that bar to go behind you, making contact with your traps back to a fully locked out position. We do those in warm up sometimes as well. But it requires a little bit more range of motion. It's a little bit different movement as well with the scaps because scaps are having to retract and protract a little bit more. When the overhead or behind that press compared to the front of the neck press because the angle is more straight up and down. Uh, so we'll kind of go back and forth through those as well as uh, pull ups and chin ups. Now the pull-ups and chin-ups we're gonna alternate from week to week to where one week we'll do pull-ups overhand grip, one week we'll go underhand grip. So chin-ups be underhand grip. So what'll happen there is we essentially, the rep scheme, it'll be a little higher volume, like 10 to 12 reps for those those pull-ups and chin-ups is, uh, so maybe let's say you don't necessarily have a pull-up or a chin-up right now, or maybe like 10 to 12 is a high volume for you. Let's say you could do a couple, but that's just a little outside the rep range that we can accomplish is because of the fact that we're staying at the same rep scheme from week to week is you should ideally try to let's say i'm going to use bands to help me out with that is ideally decrease bands over a period of time so let's say i start with a green band for the first couple of weeks maybe the first two weeks and then by the third week i'm trying to go to like a red and orange band right so i'm decreasing the amount of banners i'm having which is going to make me stronger or if you guys are a little bit better at pull-ups maybe you do body weight the first two weeks and then by the third week you're adding like you a 10 pound dumbbell whatever it may be for a little higher volume reps uh, Wednesday, same structure again, but single leg movement. Instead of doing the Bulgarian split squat, we'll do a back rack drop lunge. Should I have you do those as well? Uh, I think I do them today. Okay. So essentially all that is, I think we've done this before in class a little bit, is um, you're standing on top of some plates, ideally about a two to four inch rise. So that could be like a 45, like a 25, could just be a 45, whatever it may be. Um, but we want to have some type of elevation to stand up on. 
Uh, I'll then, with that bar on my back, I'll go back squat. I'll be sitting on top of those plates. I'll then step off the plate in a reverse lunge, keeping most attention on my front leg and then standing back up. So essentially what that forces me to do is to get into a deeper range of motion in that lunge. And as well as obviously single leg work, so we're not just doing working both legs at the same time. We're actually working one leg at a time. You know, excuse me, you'll do, you know, uh, I think we're starting out somewhere around six reps, I believe, to start the program or something like that. Uh, and we'll kind of keep that same structure of every minute 15, kind of do the Bulgarian split squats, but instead doing, just change the movement uh, up from Bulgarian to the back rack lunge. Uh, Are they going to have to do all six and then like all six? No, it won't be 12 in one minute. So it'll be like six on one leg, rest the remaining time, and six on the other leg. Okay. The one thing I definitely recommend if you guys listen to this is start with the weaker leg. So for me, that's usually my right leg. Because what you don't want to do is as you progress through the weeks, you are starting off with your strong leg. And then you get to a set where your weaker leg can't keep up. Start with the weaker side. That way, you know for sure I can get the next set on, on the other side. That way you're not creating any type of imbalances. I think a lot of people had to learn that the hard way with these Bulgarian split squats. Exactly. Uh, and so I, I believe what we're going to do is the first three weeks, we'll keep the same rep scheme, but we'll kind of ideally increase the weight with the, with the same rep scheme. So I think we're saying like six reps to start and then with like three sets. And then by the fourth, fifth, and sixth week, uh, we'll then increase that volume up. So... Um, ideally you want to be building in weight and then maybe when you increase the volume you either stay at the same weight or you keep increasing weight with the volume as well yeah and then we'll also the strength balance stay with posterior work so we'll see uh, like barbell hip thrust uh, which yeah for the strength balance which the laser like that uh, you got some Russian kettle swings Bulgarian RDL so Bulgarian RDLs I think you've had those, those two are tough. yeah so think of like a like a Bulgarian split squat but instead of squatting it you have the barbell like in a like a deadlift position, you're basically hinging. So it's a little bit more hamstring. Really it's a, it's a great really movement. Yeah, you can't go crazy heavy with it. Um, but we'll have we'll in, uh, RDLs. Um, and then when it comes to like the kettles, like one week I think we're doing like Russian swings. One week we're having like, uh, like dual Russian swings. You're doing like cleans from the floor. So the progressions of the, of the kettle will change from week to week where you eventually go to the floor with the kettlebells. But uh, but for the most part, it's going to be very posterior intensive. This, kind is of balance, right? this is for strength balance, yeah, for that Wednesday. So like we talked about at the beginning of the, of the kind of talking about the whole entire structure is Thursday will be your clean progression. So we always just going to simply kind of flip-flop those two things. So we're going to do cleans on Thursdays. Uh, you'll have roughly about three. And once again, this would be the kind of the same concept where we're not going to be going like just like just squat clean or just power clean. It'll be a little bit more complex like we've been doing here lately. Uh, each complex will be comprised of about three to four lifts. So have like a lot of clean pulls as well as like power cleans and hand cleans. It won't necessarily be like muscle cleans and like that. Uh, this one will, will kind of finish relatively heavy. So we'll start like, ideally you want, the first couple of weeks should be kind of between like 60 and like 75%. And then by the end of the complex, you guys are in the cycle, you guys should be building like closer to like 85, 90%. So we're gonna get decently heavy towards the back end of that strength cycle. Um, but we're also gonna pair this up with some handstand push-up. I was about to say, it, it, looked, it looked like y'all had some interesting little things going on next week, so. <laughs> so we're doing something a little bit different in the way of, uh, we're gonna add the cleans with some handstand push-up negative work in the way of like deficits or just some from the wall. So. If this is something you guys are interested in, where what I would recommend is if you can do a handstand push-up, a strict handstand push-up, you'll be doing deficits. If maybe you want to try to get a strict handstand push-up, 
you will just do a regular negative. And then if you have no interest at all in doing those, we'll just be doing a demo press as press a substitution. But for the first few weeks of that progression, we'll strictly just be doing negatives. So you won't actually be pressing. So pretend, so think of it logically, if I kick up into a handstand, I'll then do a lower, say one, two, three, as soon as my head hits the mat in a controlled fashion. So controlling it through the whole entire negative. So at no point in time should I see like crash into the yeah. mat or look like you kind of like, like you kind of go down you and kind of stop. The whole time. Yeah, you want to control the motion all the way. So you're owning the movement. And as soon as you hit the mat, you're falling off. You kind of basically kick off the wall. You kick back up into a handstand and lower yourself back down again. So you'll do that for the first couple of weeks. And obviously, the more of a deficit you go, the more deeper range you're going to get. And then towards the back half of this uh, strength cycle, you'll actually be pressing out of those actual deficits or from the floor. Um, but if that's something you guys are interested in, definitely – uh, if you're looking to get strict hands and push it, this is a great opportunity for you guys to, to try to get one by the end of the strength cycle. So maybe you go in not being able to do a strict hands and push up, and ideally by the end of the strength, you might be able to get one, right? And so, uh, so that's what Thursday will be comprised of. Um, and then, as well as with the strength balance stuff, we'll kind of move a little bit more to the upper body. We'll get a little bit more hamstring work in on Thursday as well. So, because obviously we do, we do a lot of squatting and things like that. So very anterior quad intensive. So we'll move to a little more posterior stuff, uh, but as well as very classic, kind of like a pull push as well with that. So dips, dumbbell bench, dumbbell incline, uh, push ups, things like that. And the way like hamstring work will be like single leg RDLs, hamstring marching. Uh, and we'll kind of what we'll do is every two weeks, we'll increase the reps with these particular things. So like, for instance, like one week one, you might do, I think we're doing like dumb, is a, like a dumbbell bench with a quarter press on each one. Okay. They were starting off with like eight or 10 reps. And then on week number three, you were repeating that, but instead of doing eight to 10, you'd be doing like 10 to 12, right? So ideally, let's say I use 40 pound dumbbells for that. I'm gonna use 40 pound dumbbells again, but I'm doing more reps with that same okay. weight. So kind of that same general concept. Oh, like yeah, and the same thing for like incline dumbbell press. So like incline would be like one week two, and then week four, you'd increase the weight or increase the reps on the incline press. So hopefully you guys are kind of following along with that. Uh, but that the biggest thing with that is that you need to obviously be noting how much weight you're using. It's the only way you're gonna know otherwise. If I just kind of go in there blindly every single day, it's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna use 25 pounds. I'm gonna use 35 pounds, whatever it may be. Then you're kind of missing on, on a little bit of the structure of the program just because the way it's done is progressive overload where um, we're increasing the volume per that movement. So if I do 35 pounds the first week and then about week three, I'm doing that same movement, but because it's more reps, I'm going down to 30 or 25 pounds, then you're not, you're not, you're not progressing the overload like you should. You should be sticking at the same weight, but increasing those, those reps with it. Um, that's ideally what we'd like to see. Um, but I know some of you guys, you know, don't care about that and that's fine. You're still just getting to work it in regardless, but to get the best bang for your buck and really take it seriously, then ideally you want to be using that same weight with the increased weight weights that we're going to be doing from week to week. All right. Now Friday. So this past cycle was a little bit more just speed work with the back squat, um, a little bit higher, like, you know, one or two reps, but not a lot of rest, things like that. This particular cycle, we're going to stay with the back squat again, but this one's going to, you're going to allow to get decently heavy towards the back end of the six weeks, but the first few weeks of this will be a lot more tempo and holds. You'll still be able to get decently heavy. It's still, if you, if you treat it properly, 
these are still very, very tough. Um, I've definitely done these a handful of times is like for instance, like the first week you guys are doing, I believe it's five sets of three. You have a three second lower with a three second hold on, on, on the rep, on each rep. So essentially having to control the lower one, two, three, hold the bottom for one, two, three, explode out and do three reps like that. If you, obviously you stay very, very light, it won't be that much of a problem. It won't be that bad. But if you're actually trying to push the weights with the tempo, that's going to get really hairy, really tough. Right. And so, uh, and as we progress from week to week, uh, so like the first three weeks will be like the same tempo. And as we get to the fourth, fifth and sixth week, those tempos will change, which will allow you to lift at heavier percentages because obviously the more time we're under tension, the more more higher the tempo is, the less weight you're gonna be able to do, right? So if I was doing like a five second lower and a five second hold, that would be less weight than if I was doing a three second lower and a three second hold, right? And so push the loading as much as you can while maintaining those tempos. I think sometimes you guys look at the tempos and like, okay, well it's light. Like, okay, it's, it is light made relative to your max, but you need to be pushing as much as you can while maintaining those tempos. And so- uh, Three seconds is like that that tough like in the middle middle ground with like a negative or like a hold you know it's probably the toughest thing is when which I didn't program through the cycle but is when you have to control the, the concentric that's tough that's really tough that's really Especially tough like a back squat or like a front squat something yeah. like yeah because gravity's kind of working with you on the negative right so all you're doing is kind of controlling the down but you're naturally going that way and then obviously a hold I mean depending on kind of positions you have things like that are going to be more difficult or more easy right if you take somebody like Brandy, like it's gonna be no big, no big deal for her to hold a three second bottom position. She has yeah. good positioning. But you take somebody like Chris Hood. How did I know you were gonna say his name? Yeah, he was <laughs> but, uh, you know, he might have a more difficult time holding a three second position in the bottom, right? Because maybe his his positions aren't quite as good as Brandy, so he's gonna do more work to hold that bottom yeah. position. But the reason for that is it obviously enforces better positioning when you're having to con- really own the movement throughout, especially that lowering and that hold you're going to be more subconscious of how your body's moving compared to if you just go just down and back up, you're not going to be as subconscious about what's going on compared to if I'm holding the bottom, like, Oh, I can feel the weight kind of my, my feet kind of diving in a little bit, or I can kind of feel my back running out. You're more control. You have more control of the movement. And so, uh, and over that period of time, obviously we're looking to keep building on the weights with that as well. And then towards the end of the strength cycle, the uh the tempos will then decrease down but once again you need to be jotting how much weight you're lifting from the week-to-week basis that way you're getting the best bang for your buck right and then kind of the strength balance work on that will be a little bit uh like bicep work as well as kind of like knees so it's a little bit kind of like bulletproofing stuff so like uh some like knees over toes split squats uh you know uh barbell curls banded curls so we'll do a little bit you remember doing those uh line uh, banded bicep curls with the PVC bike. Yeah. I'm very showing you those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of include some of those. Uh, new, some, what's called like a short range bicep curl. I've seen those. I saw those the other day. Yeah. And so things like Matt, that. Matt uh, huh? Matt posted about those. Yeah. So short range uh, bicep curls, some cosec squats. So it's going to be a little bit like, so Friday would be a little more like bulletproofing with the lower half, but it's kind of getting like a little bro sesh stuff with the bicep work in there. So it's a little bit of a combination of both. And that's um, the end of the week. That's, you're welcome, Trey. All right, so it's a little bit of both there. Uh, and then I'll actually, even though a very, very small percentage of you guys will probably do it, um, but if you're more of a weekend goer, uh, like Saturday or Sunday, uh, we'll also kind of include some uh, strength, more like it's going to be more like a strength balance thing, not like one core lift, but for Saturdays or Sundays, uh, that's going to be more traditional like 
push-pull combination. Um, so like barbell floor pressing, as well as like wide grip pull-ups in okay. like, like pin leg rows, things like that. So it's gonna be very classical, like upper body pull-push combination. Um, pin labor is like surprisingly super difficult. What's that? I feel like a lot of people struggle with the pin labor. Well, it puts you in a. It's in a different position than like a normal row. I feel like. Well, a lot of people look at it and like, what's the difference between like a pin labor row and like a traditional barbell row? Well, a pin labor row because the fact you're touching the ground each time, gets your back a little bit more parallel to the ground, so it forces you to use your back a little bit more compared to the traditional more like, like a barbell row, like a bit over barbell where you kind of just going past your knee. Um, and so because of that fact puts you on a little bit of a different angle, it usually makes it a little bit more difficult. Uh, and then, you know, don't sleep on those barbell floor presses. Like even though you're going less range of motion, I think a lot of people look at it like, ah, it's no big deal. Like I only got to go down to where my elbow Here. starts to floor and back up. And they start to burn out pretty quickly. And we'll, we're going to be doing a little bit more higher volume stuff when it comes to that stuff. So we're not going to be like low volume, like, like three to five reps. This is going to be a little bit higher volume, like close to like 10 reps. As well, like wide grip pull up. So, wide grip kind of takes the bicep out of the equation and puts more emphasis on the lats, which, especially for the girls, I think is a really good option. Um, just because usually girls are a little bit more bicep intensive when it comes to their pull ups and not because they don't have a whole lot of lat strength, so they're kind of allowing their biceps to help get them up a little bit more. And so, if you can kind of take that link out of the bicep and force you to use your lats, that will obviously help you out with your pull ups as well. Um, so, technically, during the strength piece, going to have two days of strict vertical pooling in the way of a pull-up. So I think, like I said, I think it's Tuesday we have um, a little more body intensive and you have some vertical pooling and as well as Saturday or Sunday, depending on what day you're coming in. Um, so if that's something you guys are interested in, make sure you guys are showing up for the weekend. So maybe it's incentive to kind of pick up our Saturday classes a little yeah. bit, but I don't think it will, <laughs> but it's worth a shot. Uh, and then as well, if you guys are coming on Sunday, you can also knock it out then. Uh, so that's the general structure. So, to a degree, we're kind of, uh, we're, we're using similar movement patterns and what we did like the same, like the same general structure where, you know, we're still doing two Olympic lifts a week, like speed work. Uh, we're still doing some pressing on Tuesday. We're still doing single leg work on Wednesdays and we're still doing some back squat, you know, double leg work on Fridays. Friday. And then obviously the, the strength bound stuff will also change up. So, um, so once again, make sure I can't emphasize it enough is making sure you guys are tracking your progress when it comes to that stuff. You guys do a really good job of like tracking your benchmark workouts. You're like, oh, yeah. well, last time we did Murph, I did this. Or last time I did this benchmark, we did, I did this. But, class-wise, people do a pretty decent job. Yeah. But when it comes to like stuff like this, like the straight balance stuff or the strength stuff, they just kind of like, oh, I don't know what I did last time. You know, so making sure you guys are tracking that because the way it'll basically, this one will be a little bit easier to keep track of just because, uh, like for instance, you know, the past cycle, we kind of alternated from like flat bench to incline. Mm -hmm. And so those days, especially people are like, well, I don't know what I did last time. Cause that I was like two weeks ago. Kind of yeah. So, so this one is a little bit more straightforward where we're doing snatches on Monday. We're doing push presses on Tuesday. We're doing back racks, reverse lunge on Wednesday. So it's the same movement every single week. So you should have a better understanding of what you did last time and what you should be doing this time. And so make sure you guys are tracking that intro water, at least writing it down or do something to have an idea of what, what you're doing because that's the best way we're going to get results from that is gradual progressive overload either with A, more reps with the same weight or B, lower reps with more weights. Okay, so make sure you guys are kind of jotting that down. Um, is there anything else you want to add to any of that stuff, Kale? We covered all the points. Any questions?
mm-hmm. like that. Good. No, I mean, you're pretty much just going to be doing the same stuff. We're just going to be increasing either weight or volume throughout each week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so keep, it's not overly comp, it's not rocket science, but... Uh, and also, like, the strength balances are complementing the strength work you're doing that day, right? Yeah, so... Like, if you're really think, trying to get everything out of this program, you should probably do the strength balances a little bit. Yeah, well, I know we talked Maybe about not this. all of them, but you should be trying to do some of them. Yeah, because I know we talked about this a little bit last time when we did the last podcast on the uh strength cycle we were going through right because this this is the first these past seven weeks the first time we've actually introduced strength balance right and so uh like for instance i think bryce asked me like the first week like hey like what's the difference between like the strength balance and like the strength like the strength like an extra credit and the strength balance is actually correlated with the actual class stuff itself right so if you think of it like you know what we're trying to as a whole entire whole between the actual strength that we're doing the wad and the strength balance so the strength is is more for like the absolute strength speed work things like that where we're hitting our big heavy compound movements you have your conditioning piece obviously what's the wad and then you have the strength balance was to help to really get the well-rounded picture of the whole entire thing because obviously your biggest thing for your buck is going to be more your your complex movements like your push press um, your back squats Things like that. That's the majority of our time and energy is spent because that's what gives us the biggest return on investment. But like the strength balance stuff is a little bit more uh, isolation work stuff, I guess is probably the better way to say it, where you know it's biceps or lats, things like that to help You're build. Little, little movements, right? Yeah, the more not as flashy, not as fun movements, but will help out the bigger, heavier compound movements, which are also as well keep you overall healthier throughout the thing as well. And so, uh, so we're trying to just kind of get the full, well-rounded picture of making sure we're hitting all the touch points that we need in the way of like doing X amount of strict work in the vertical plane, the horizontal plane, and pressing horizontally and vertically, and doing single leg work and getting posterior work. But there's only so much time we can fit inside of a group class in that 60-minute window. And so, what we're trying to do is completely round out that whole entire thing, saying, okay, if you can do all of this right, you're hitting all the touch points you really need. Um, and then the difference between that and the strength, actual extra credit, like strength is not necessarily correlated with that. That's just like, hey, we're throwing out more general strength work that isn't necessarily correlated with the class itself. But if you want to get some extra strength, maybe that's your main priority goal, then that's something that you can do on top of that if you have the extra time or that's maybe your main goal is to build the general strength. So it's not necessarily tied in to the actual class as its own separate entity to itself. And the same thing with the core work, it's its own separate entity. And then the bulletproofing will be its own separate entity to where it's not necessarily like we basically we're like, Hey, we're going to write a program for this one individual, individual person who's just doing this one individual thing. That's what you're kind of thinking about. We're not necessarily thinking about it where it's like, okay, well, if I'm doing this, this, and this on the board, then we're kind of match that with that particular yeah. thing. It's just, we're thinking of it like as like one lane, one funnel, like I'm focused on this one individual program for this one individual avatar. And that's how, you know, we're, we're kind of writing the program to kind of correlate with that. So it's not, not necessarily correlating with the class itself. It's just an extra piece to the pie that's something that you're more interested in doing. So maybe you're like, you know, you just like doing core work and it's more fun for you. Then, then that's something that you can go and attack and get done. So, uh, but is there anything else, anything else we're missing towards the end of this? So I think maybe next podcast us, we'll talk a little bit more on the holiday fun. Holiday fun, I guess that's a little bit more cliche. I'm sure people have heard about, you know, how to live healthy during the holidays and all that other bullshit. But um, we'll talk about actually 
what I actually find to be true and not this, this cliche, um, you know, stuff and, and whatnot. And we'll talk about different scenarios and everything else. So, because honestly, Holly's, Holly's right around the corner about two weeks, or actually two weeks out from Thanksgiving Day. And then, and honestly, we got a month out, we're about six weeks out from Christmas. So, um, it's a time of the year where people start falling off pretty hard. And so, uh, so hopefully this new strength cycle kind of motivates you guys to kind of stay in the gym and whatnot throughout this whole entire thing. So, uh, but we'll talk to you guys next time. See you later. Later.